Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. And also about us. Ashley, I like when you say that. It yeah? kind of primes our listeners, our blowhards, into knowing that, yes, there will be a few minutes that don't include reality <laughs> TV. Um, boy, oh boy, Ash, it has been a wacky day here in New York City, huh? It really has. So it is, um, I would say, gross. I would say depressing. It's a gray, rainy day. It hasn't been full raining. It's just been sort of misting and sprinkling. It, it feels like the sky is kind of just spitting on you. It's unseasonably warm is the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, it was like f- in the 50s. Yeah. Um, uh, today, a little colder, but still close to the 50s and it's been raining 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 and if you're wondering hey guys why are you talking about the weather okay what do you got nothing to say we're talking about the weather yes because oh sorry <laughs> we had big plans to go to six flags two plans day six flags they're doing a holiday themed sort of park extravaganza and we were very excited we had planned to go with another couple but here's the problem with six flags you can't go if it rains you can go if it rains. The website says you can go if it rains. And they're like, yeah, we'll just like shut down all the good stuff. And then, but don't worry, we'll keep our shops and restaurants open. Restaurants? Have you ever been to a Six Flags? It's a cafeteria, my dude. Yeah, I think it's hot dogs and popcorn. Um, so we, we really pushed canceling Six Flags to the last minute, which was about 10 minutes ago. Yep. When we realized uh, it's just not going to work. We're going there for the coasters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although I, you're not really a coaster fan, but yet. I like to get outside of my comfort zone every now and then. I'll watch a horror movie every now and then. I'll ride a roller coaster once a year, you know, once every two years, <laughs> um, just to really push myself. I, I am a fan of Disney rides because I love a narrative. I love a story to unfold during the action. And as far as I'm concerned, um, Six Flags, they're not story-based rides. No. And have you ever been to a Six Flags before? Never. Here's the thing, Ash, because you're you're kind of, I think, basing, I'll go on coasters off of like the last time we were in Disney World. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like of- Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. These roller Splash coasters- Mountain. These roller coasters are built to make you feel like you're about to die. And then right at that last moment, you don't die. That sounds horrible. I'm not going. They they kind of hang their hat on being the highest, fastest, craziest roller coasters. They all pretty much go upside down multiple times, turning, spinning, flipping, going crazy. Why do that? Just stay home and do drugs. Well, you know, I mean, we have a lot of kids <laughs> listening to this, and I, I would say maybe don't do that. Um, yeah, it was a joke, folks, for the pod. Ash, I just feel like we're going to be taken off of iTunes now <laughs> and probably thrown right in the prison. It was a joke. It you was guys a joke. get it. You guys get, get it. it. Give your, you know, if you need a thrill, give yourself an at-home tattoo. You know, there are things you can do besides roller coasters. Tattoo. I'm just grasping at straws here for thrills. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh. It'll be a lot of fun once we eventually make it. I, you know, long story short, I think we can figure out a way to go again without having to uh, eat the uh, tickets. We did buy them in advance. We bought them in advance. And I will actually say my biggest thrill, and I think that it, it met the quota for the month, was when Nick scared me yesterday. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, did you? I'll remember it for the rest of my life. 
Well, why don't you explain to these uh, kids what we're uh, talking about? I came home from book club. Um, that is right. I do read. And actually, this book club was, uh, this month was a graphic novel. Loved it. Well, I actually had mixed feelings about it. It's called Beauty. Check it out. It's problematic. But it is it is an interesting um, journey, nonetheless. Came home with hiccups. Uh, I have a tried and true method to get rid of hiccups. It has worked for me my entire life that involves drinking water upside down. Does it sound strange? <laughs> yes. Uh, you basically need a glass of water. and You have to stand over this sink and sort of position your head upside down and then drink water. It gets rid of the hiccups. It's always worked for me. I was very excited to come home and do it. I walked in the door. I gave Nick a little hug. He heard my hiccup. And then... I scared you. He scared the shit out of me, folks. And guess what? No more hiccups. It worked. It actually worked, guys. It is not a myth. I scared the shit out of <laughs> Ashley. She shit in her pants. She went to the hospital. She had a heart attack and a stroke. But guess what? No more of them hiccups. I hate that it worked. Yeah, I, it really bothered me. I loved it. I wanted to be mad at you for scaring me, and but then it worked. Yeah, now what I'm doing is trying to, I'm changing all of Ashley's like water. I keep uh, putting seltzer and like fizzy water <laughs> and like carbonated drink just so she gets the hiccups again, just so I could scare the shit out of her again. Oh my God. Nick is really good at scaring me. Yeah, all he has to easy. do is make a face. In fact, last night when I was getting ready for bed, he just started making weird faces trying to joke and it. It started to scare me. I got so mad at him. Well, well, what happens with Ashley is the I'm talking to Ashley while I say this. What happens <laughs> to Ashley is if anything is mentioned throughout the day that sort of revolves around a scary thing that triggers her sort of fears. The rest of the night, she's freaked out. I'm on edge. So we went to, uh, had some uh, a holiday hangout at a, at a great local haunt called yeah. Lady J's with some real pals. Yeah, the boys. And honestly, there was, um, somebody was mentioning about, talking about the staircase and, and then somebody the was- The documentary. Yeah, and then people were talking about like- uh, a serial killer documentary. And then even Ashley piped in. It was like, do you know that there's 5,000 serial killers in the United States right now? There's an estimated 5,000 active serial killers in the United States. Yeah. That's what the FBI says. Five minutes later, I look over to Ashley. She's biting her nails. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? She's like, I'm starting to think about serial killers. I'm like, what are you talking about? You brought it up. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I kind of forgot about it. And then later as we were coming home, she was like, I'm so glad that we're leaving right now because I'm afraid of serial killers. Well, I thought I was going to, I was, I was tired. I'm kind of a, uh, I've reached that time in my life where I like to be home before midnight. And so I thought Nick was going to hang out longer and I was going to have to go home by myself. But Nick came home with me, which was great because uh, we're taking the train together. And honestly, I was going to stay until Nick left because of my fear of serial killers. Yeah, which I had no idea. That was a fear of yours. I didn't know either until last night. It seems like an irrational fear to be afraid of a serial killer. Honestly, you have to have some sort of real sense of importance if you think that a serial killer is coming to get you. I think that you're incorrect about that because hmm. serial killers tend to kill the average person and you're saying you're average i'm oh, saying come on i'm saying i'm just part of the demographic okay? what's that demo of average human being uh, just a person walking the streets that's true maybe and son of sam we'll son of son of son of sam will come after you tell them what you did grandson so, of sam that's a, a, a comic book i'm writing shut up listen nick to me i was scared. shut up listen nick to me <laughs> i was scared and what did you do 
I had serial killers on the brain. I'm washing my face. And then Nick's head slowly moves into the door frame and he's got his crazy eyes on. I'll tell you, there's nothing more satisfactory than when you can get one of those horror movie things where somebody's kind of like washing their face. They look up into the mirror and behind them in the doorway <laughs> is a person. And I try to attain that anytime I walk by Ashley while she's washing her face. Uh, I, it is really fun. Now, I didn't realize I was scaring you. I was just kind of goofing around you're for just a bit. watching me what yeah, were you I, doing I was hanging by. we have a small apartment i was hanging i was walking by i see what my best gal's doing and i realized i looked at you and then all of a sudden i noticed you were a little on edge yeah and then later all you, you started grabbing me and, and starting getting very serious and that's how i know you were scared you're like nick please i need to go to bed yeah you were working me up i was trying to settle down and instead you were filling me with anxiety please i mean ashley you're really scared of Almost everything. So it's tough for me to uh, navigate these waters. Serial killers, ghosts. That's it. Uh, that's not true. What else? Well, the dark. Or okay. is that? Or, or is that? Are you afraid when when it's dark that a ghost and a serial killer will come and beat yeah, you? Yeah, that's their favorite. That's their favorite atmosphere. Because here's something else Ashley does. If like she goes to bed before I do, she will always go to bed with the light on. And either put her eye mask on and sleep in the light, or she will, when she starts getting sleepy, ask me to turn the light off. Because that three feet between the light switch and the bed, it's like too much for her to deal with uh, on her own. Okay, I think our apartment is haunted, and I do feel like when I'm turning the light off that the ghost is watching me from the hall. Yeah, but that's just something that a person with your specific anxiety is doing. Like, any place that you're at, and you don't like it, it, all of a sudden it's quote-unquote haunted. Yeah, anything that makes me feel weird is haunted. I don't think your mom's house is haunted. What about that? I think you kind of do think my mom's house is haunted. I don't. Why do you think that? I don't Have know. Have I ever I, mentioned that? Most places you claim are haunted. No, I don't think your mom's house is haunted. I don't think my dad's house is haunted in Charlotte or in, in Carborough. So what place? So just our apartment just is haunted? Just our apartment. That's strange. It's, we spend a lot of time here. Yeah, and that ghost is watching us right now. What are we? What is our... Uh, I've never really delved in this. Might as well do it on the pod for a second. What is our apartment haunted by? Just like a figure that's in the kitchen and hallways in that area. I always feel like I'm being watched in that area. Uh, first of all, does it have anything to do with the fact that we have so many mirrors around? No, nope, because like I don't feel like this room, the mirror room, is <laughs> haunted. Okay. Who is haunting us? Do we, I don't know. Do someone know? who used to live here? Is it a... Is it a it's a man. It's a man. Uh-huh. Old man? Mm, an angry man. An angry young man? No, I'd say middle-aged. A middle-aged angry man. Yeah. Most men are uh, middle-aged <laughs> are kind of angry. I guess I understand He's that. got a chip on his shoulder. How, how? When did this person die and how did they die? I don't know. I'm not trying to talk to him. I'm okay. like, uh, if I feel him, I say, hey, I don't want any trouble don't is you what have, I say. Do you have a name for this ghost? No, I prefer not to name them. Let's call him Ricky. No, I don't want to get close <laughs> to Ricky. How about uh, Emmanuel? You know what? This actually reminds me of something I wanted to tell you about that I did not get a chance to. So after book club yesterday which was so fun loved it thank you shout out to tally and bob for hosting it tally and uh, bob what up um we decided to take a stroll down to a local craft fair so this is in brooklyn it was actually in the ridgewood craft fair so it's technically queens but brooklyn pro you know feels like brooklyn it's right on the line and we're i'm thinking oh i love craft fairs this is gonna be so good you know i'm always trying to get to a craft fair it's really my safe place as a craft fair and we walked into this freaking craft fair do you know that most craft fairs are haunted 
Nick. Sorry. We walked in there and this place was going for spooky. What? Yeah, it was. Um, there was two booths of voodoo dolls, two separate booths that were selling voodoo dolls. There was one booth that the guy had um, just uh, dead spiders in glass and um, crafted. Well, I mean, he they were he had raised the spiders and then he had uh, taxidermied them and then put them in these glass structures. What's up? I killed a bunch of bugs. I put them in this jar, so that's a craft, <laughs> I guess. I did put them in the jar and then I bedazzled the jar, so that'll be nineteen dollars. Um, the lighting of the place it was like low lit and um, it was spooky lighting. And then Pee Wee's uh, Christmas special, oh yeah, was playing in the back, why but without is that sp- sound. Why is that spooky? It's it was, like the most delightful. It wasn't without sound surrounded by dead spiders. It felt, everything felt off. And it was just like such a Brooklyn sort of situation where you're going into this Christmas craft fair and it's voodoo dolls and dead spiders. Where was this craft fair? It was at the Footlight Bar. In, Ridge- oh, in Ridgewood. cool. Um, but, you know, one of uh, one of the people in the book club, Eleanor, talked to the spider guy. I fled. I went out into the main area and just kind of hung out with two other people who had had enough. And Eleanor talked to the spider guy. Get ready for this, Nick. He has, on average, 500 live spiders in his apartment at all time. He, are, are- he mates them. Are they in a tank or are they just free roaming? Yeah, they're roaming? in, they're in, <laughs> God, they're not free roaming. Because honestly, I, I kind of feel like we probably have close to 500 just walking around here. Can you imagine if that guy's your neighbor and he has 500 exotic deadly spider? We're talking tarantulas, we're talking black widows and tanks. That has to be illegal. Right? That's I'm, what I was thinking. That, this guy's got uh, weaponry basically at, at his helm. He's hoarding um, uh, biological warfare. Yeah, and he was saying, Eleanor was talking to him, he mates them. and Wait, hold on. He mates with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, that seems like it would be tough. <laughs> when he mates them, you have to be very careful about it because if it's like at the wrong season or the wrong temperature, the female will try and eat the male. Yes. And something that he has to do sometimes is reach in there and separate them. And he get, he has gotten bit a few times, and what has happens is that this is like a you know very serious spider venom. He has had like uh, gnarly festering wounds for up to two weeks, waiting for it to heal. So this guy sounds like chill. <laughs> Who is this guy? Somebody should cut his fucking head off. <laughs> Before he becomes a supervillain. I mean, Jesus Christ. He's just our local Brooklyn spider uh, guy. Does that guy live next to the Footlight Bar? He lives in Ridgewood. Uh, so it's like keep he... it in Queens, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Stay out of Brooklyn. Christ. He is near us. He's I'm about w- to build some sort of a structure around Ridgewood to keep this man out of Bushwick. Keep the Spider-Man out. So I wanted, I had forgotten to share that with you, but we had watched um, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas like a week ago. Scared the shit out of you. I'd never seen it before. It did not scare me. Uh, I did enjoy it a great deal, but this craft fair felt like that's the aesthetic it was going yeah. for. I mean, honestly, that is like um, a goth starter kit. Uh, totally. Nightmare Before Christmas. Great aesthetics. Fantastic. By the way, if you guys haven't watched that movie, uh, can you guess what year it came out? 
1993. That's Can a you long believe it? time ago. Yeah, and we were guessing we were thinking 2003. I'm not too sure if I'd seen it since the early 90s, and I re- 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 we re-watched it, uh, actually, actually for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you like that? I loved it. it I thought great. it was really fantastic. I see why my parents did not show it to me as a young child, because in 93, I was uh, just a little girl, and they tried to keep things like that from me, horror stuff. Ashley, yeah. Uh, First of all, horror stuff. It's a Disney movie. But it's horror borderline. It's borderline mm, nope, scary. Not at all. People Pretty funny. People lose their limbs, yeah, you know? Yeah, Clay loses their limbs. And also, a little girl. You were like 28 when How that came How dare out. you? How <laughs> dare you? Well, I'm just saying. Uh, I was in elementary school. You sure it wasn't because of all the anti-Christian stuff that was happening? No, I didn't. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Well, you should have been. Because honestly, you would have been able to deal with a lot of these ghosts in a different way. Honestly. You know what? Let's you need talk... God in your life. <laughs> Let's talk some reality, mm, Nick. You okay. have things to tell me, shows I haven't seen. Sure. Uh, I, I do feel as though I watch a lot of reality TV in which I do not talk about. And I have a podcast that's about reality TV. And the reason I don't talk about it is because you just don't subscribe to this type of reality. Yeah. And you were uh, a fairly new fan of reality compared to myself. A hundred percent. And uh, I have to sort of um, ease you in to certain things and get you hooked on certain things. And it has to be a very specific way that I do that or you will not like it and we can't watch it together and then I'm either watching it by myself or not watching it at all. And so things that I hold very near and dear to my heart, I usually don't include you in for fear of judgment and ruining it for me. Does that sound okay? That sounds fine. (laughs) Well, um, you know, uh, taking us back to the reason why we're doing this podcast in the first place is I had to show you the challenge in some way and you got hooked on the challenge. How did that happen? Do you remember why you became a super fan of the challenge? I do. I remember um, you talked about it forever. I mean, you since we started dating, that has been a topic of conversation. I would say un- up until like, we started this podcast, that was my favorite show of yeah. all time. And this podcast has ruined the show for us. <laughs> in, a, in a way, it has. But I think it also is synced up with the oversaturation that the challenge has done. I mean, yeah. we started doing this podcast like right when they started doing Champs for Stars, and it was basically basically challenge content uh 365 on MTV. Yeah. And uh and personally, it still is. It still is. Um personally, I uh don't love I-, I was very jazzed on the fact that they were upping the amount of challenge that we were getting at first and now I feel it's to the detriment of the entire franchise. Yeah. We will see what happens now that the um, the trilogy has wrapped up. We will see what happens in the following season. Of course, I kind of always feel like this, I think, in the past five or six seasons. And then they bring the next season back, and I'm so jazzed to watch it. I think I'm just kind of done with it right now. But we'll be ready, rest assured, when it comes back on. Now, how I got into it was um, I was interested in what you were spending so much time on. And you said, because right before I started watching, you binged every challenge you started oh, the beginning right. and so there was like a, a hey, hey, two folks, months period are you guys jelly because i got a hookup and i i do have all the episodes somewhere. he has every single challenge I, I, episode I, I think i do i maybe i'm missing one or two you were going through a challenge and a road rules revival during this period so you were watching just that you were watching hours of that every day and well what i did was i crushed the entire challenge from the beginning to the end at that point when the end was and then i found i couldn't find uh i, I, I couldn't own 
the the road rules episodes i found a couple of seasons on youtube pretty bad quality unfortunately and i did watch the first two seasons of road rules as well so you were like uh bloodlines was coming on was the next challenge that was going to be aired and you were like i think this would be a good challenge for you to begin with because it's a lot of new people it won't be so many old storylines and i thought you know what this is a great opportunity to bond with my love and then the next thing i know i'm a challenge head yeah you got into it me start actually started watching Watching the subsequent real worlds as well yeah right? mm-hmm. uh so and then we watched all of those and we've been watching the challenge as they came out ever since and it made me a very very proud boyfriend oh well that's what i'm here for i uh, do this for you yes. you know that right thank you <laughs> thank you lily our cat thanks you as well oh okay so what have you been watching this week you wanted to so, tell me about i haven't see the problem is i i tried to get ashley i think for like a second to watch real housewives and uh, this is before she had really dabbled in any reality in the beginning of our relationship. And I think we've talked about this before. You judged me when I, uh, when I you did. found out that I was a Real Housewives fan. Well, I was being an elitist. I was being a, a, a snob. And dare um, I say you still are an on, intellectual on this elitist because I just I was just judging the Real Housewives on face value. And I was like, I'm falling in love with this guy who all he wants to do is watch women scream at each other. And actually, that, come to think of it, I was in a bad girls club thing at that yes, time. And, you were. And, and really, I was judging myself at that point. Bad yeah. girls club is very tough to watch. But these are red flags as a one as a single lady in New York City. You have to ask yourself, what does this what does this potential make? enjoy and the answer at that time for you was women yelling at each other love it yeah Can't get enough of it and you know as i've grown in reality television i realized that it's so much more than that it is it's so much more it is but on face value that was how i felt at the time so right now um basically the stuff that i'm watching that ashley's not necessarily involved in of course, we talked about it a few weeks ago. I'm all up on Vanderpump Rules. That could be my favorite reality show going right now. Um, and I'm enjoying this season so far. Um, so there's been two episodes of this seventh season, the current season, and I'm up to date on that. So that's kind of what I'm watching. I'm also just finished out. I, I I've don't watch all of the, all of the um, cities of uh, Real Housewives. Um, but I do, and I've watched all of New York, New Jersey, Beverly Hills, and now Dallas. Um, and because I got in on Real Housewives pretty late, and I started with New York and New Jersey, and it was very tough for me to go back. I know I can to watch the things that I probably should watch. And really, the big glaring hole in my Real Housewives knowledge and enjoyment is Atlanta. At some point, I have to go and watch all of Atlanta from the beginning. I'm a completist. I cannot start in the middle. I know that Hulu has it from the beginning, and I pay $12 a month to get no commercials with Hulu. So at some point... I'm going to need to watch all of Atlanta. So I saw I had um, a birthday dinner with past guest Ray Sani. Um, you should check her out on Reality Blows and also on the Bitch Sesh. She was just on Bitch Sesh. If you guys are listening to us and you're real Housewives fans or Bravo fans, clearly you're listening to Bitch Sesh, Bitch Sesh too. It is the best reality uh, as far as Bravo goes 
podcast. And Ray was a guest, a fantastic guest last week. So you should go and check that out. And it was also her birthday. So give her some love. But I was talking to her about how um, we have discussed possibly starting to watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta and how you're a completist. And I think we can just jump right in. And she agrees with you. She does think we should start from the beginning. I mean, having her Ray on the podcast, I mean, I know she feels the way I do because we started to talk to her about Big Brother and she's a Big Brother aficionado. And we had said, could we just jump right in? And she says, you know what? You're just not going to get it like you should. Yeah. You're not going to understand why certain moves are important and what they are in reference to. And honestly, I feel the same way. She just needed to tell me that. And I was like, maybe I won't do Big Brother. And yeah. I may never do Big Brother. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as The Real Housewives, uh, we just had the completion of the Dallas season three reunion. And um, I feel like you would really enjoy Dallas. Um, it is a Southern franchise. You mm-hmm. are a Southern gal. I am. Although I know that there is differences between the type of South that North Carolina is and the type of South that Texas is. Big differences. I still think that you might enjoy the charm that is Dallas. I believe you. Um, the Dallas Society, if you will. Mm. Uh, and I do want to say and talk about it a little bit uh, for those of you who are watching Dallas. Uh, I want to say. I was a little underwhelmed by the reunion. Um, As you know, and maybe you don't, you will now, reunions are my absolute favorite thing about reality shows. Nick watches reality shows for the reunions. Really? I mean, honestly, because that's when we actually get real. Uh, Case in point, um, you know, there was a a character, uh, a character, a person on Dallas who was very upset. There was a storyline where she had jumped naked into the water uh, as uh, there was some baptism thing going on or I don't really understand what they were doing but they were in like Copenhagen she jumps naked in the water another cast member takes a picture of her Uh. and she has beef with her and is afraid that that cast member is going to use this against her and it's you know a four or five episode arc based on give me that picture wow give me your phone wow on uh, you know the whole time I'm thinking on the show I'm like well you're fucking being it's on the show that you're watching. Yeah, but they can't show her naked. They can't show her naked, but they show quite a bit. I mean, they just kind of blur out the really important the bits, the bits and pieces. But I mean, you see her naked, you know, and um, she uh, on the show. I'm just thinking, like, why is she? And what's great about Andy is is on the reunion. She he brought that up. He's like, why were you worried about that when you have a, you're you're on a television show? That, yeah. And, you know, she kind of explains herself that it's different. I felt like she was going to use this against me in a certain way. Yada, yada, yada. But that's why I enjoy the reunions, because it actually gets real. We mm. get to talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Which is the fact that all these people are sort of competing to be the lead on a TV show. But you can't mention that on the show. But you can on reunion and I really enjoyed that but I will say as a whole the Dallas reunion was a little lackluster I enjoyed this season not as much as I enjoyed last season there is a cast member called Leanne Locken who is really the breakout star of all the franchises as of recent she uh, seems to be a nutcase in some ways, but a nutcase that I really enjoy watching. She makes great television. Last season, she in the past two seasons, she's um, you know she's created waves in the Housewives franchises for really uh, physically threatening these cast members wow. on camera and off. Um, also, just her sound bites. I mean, she goes. Uh, what's like a good uh, um, female? Um, you know. Uh, 
something in a movie or a TV show or a book uh, of a Southern woman who sort of loses it in a way. Is there a good uh, poster child for that? Because I want to compare her to to mm, it. Scarlett O'Hara? Uh, she basically, uh, well, does Scarlett O'Hara talk about how one of the other cast members' husbands is getting his dick sucked at a gay bar and oh. she knows the boys who did it? Well, now that sounds like cattle on a hot tin roof. Yeah, so, because <laughs> um, these are like, you know, she'll be behind closed doors and then you'll get like the subtitles of her talking with her mic on to somebody else and her, you know, going out about her making claims about certain Are you things. talking about the he got his dick sucked at the roundup? That's what I just said. Yes. Oh, right. He's getting her, we he discussed get, this with Sarah yeah. Tolomash. So, I mean, this is so is so so fantastic. Um, you know, her her lines, you know, she's picking up knives. She's she kind of goes in a crazy mode and and the thing with her is she grew up in the circus. This is another oh. thing. She's not part of Dallas society. She has gotten herself in, but she does not come from wealth wow. like most of the other cast uh, members do. Are you saying she's a self-made woman? She's a self-made woman, absolutely. And her story is incredible, but she does get into like sicko mode. She gets crazy wow. quick. And you could tell she's had to sort of defend her livelihood in certain ways where she has to snap into it, mm. like kind of cobra mode, where all of a sudden she, you know, she's doing like, I'm just, you know, I'm a southern girl. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then but if you ever cross me, I swear to God, I will show I do not need weapons when I have these hands. Like oh my God. there's a quote. That's a quote. You know what I mean? So Leanne is fantastic um you know she was kind of beefing with what she considered her best friend on the show deandra um deandra uh, her storyline was basically uh this season that she was trying to um get the her mother's company her mother's makeup comp- company um mama d's makeup company uh is it mama d or is mama d on um i think mama d's on marriage boot camp but i think there's also a mama hold on Well, this is freaking me out. They're both Mama D. Wow. I, I, I just put those together. I, this Mama D on Dallas can't be Mama D if Mama D from Hip Hop... Uh, uh, Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is Mama D. That just doesn't work. We need a rebranding for Texas, Mama uh, D. Maybe we don't. She should just be canceled because it turns out that <laughs> Mama D is, uh, you know, uh, hooked up in, in uh, very deep in this Baptist church in Dallas uh, that has uh, ties with a man who is anti-gay and um supporting you know uh, nazi behavior in in charlottesville i just found all this out this week and she is the breakout star of the franchise in the reunion she's the first mother to ever be featured on the reunion and there's been plenty of mothers that have been featured on the real housewives Mm. uh she is a breakout star and she's a character you know, um, she has all these really fun sayings and um, she wears too much makeup. She has a crazy wig or whatever. And, um, you know, it turns out her and her daughter are kind of, you know, mixed up in this sort of uh, Christian Baptist situation that's going on well, down there. That sounds is not... like homophobic and possibly. Yes. Um, uh, yes. And this guy, uh, Jim Jeffers or whatever his name is, or Richard Jeffers. Not on the, my radar. He's the pastor at this church. He's very outspoken, sort of, um, you know, kind of fueling the hatred that happened in Charlottesville. Now, this all is these a, things. I and have it, a problem with when reality stars do this to me because the fixer upper couple also uh, go to a pastor. Oh, uh, see, I, can, I, I didn't like them to begin with. He, a pastor that's homophobic. And I'm like, come on. It could be I'm the same guy. Are they from Dallas? To, I think so. Could be the same guy. Ugh. Um, a- anyway, uh, you know, I, I don't have much else to say about Dallas, although it is probably 
it, it, it was a surprise hit in my eyes. I didn't mm. know that I was going to get hooked into it because I did try to watch Potomac. Ever since I started watching Real Housewives, if, if a new city popped up, you know, why, might as well jump on board with this. And I did enjoy Potomac for a little bit, but it got very boring and I stopped watching after like uh, halfway through the second season. And Is it um, still on? It is still on. I'm not too sure if it's going to be brought back again, mm. but I believe there were three seasons of it so far. Okay. Um, and, not bad, not uh, bad. Potomac is like uh, by DC. Yeah. That's sort of where it is. Um, and it was kind of fun, but it was okay. But Dallas ha- has a hit. Dallas is a hit, and honestly, I think it's going to ride for a little bit because, I mean, really coasting on Leanne. Leanne is such a great character, and she's so good for TV. Um, another thing I'm watching right now is uh, I think we're about, you know, four episodes into the newest season of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh-huh. New Jersey's been um, kind of rocky uh, in the past uh, couple of seasons because they've had some these mini seasons dealing with their star, Teresa uh, Giudice, um, or Judice, depending on if you're Italian or not, um, going to um, prison um, and then coming out and now her husband going to prison, all based on some bullshit, you know, um, uh, tax evasion, uh, some bullshit. Not you. Uh, he was using a false ID, using his brother's ID for things. Fraud. We're talking fraud. fraud. I believe it was fraud. Okay. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of cast a nasty shadow over that show, which is honestly built on nasty roots. Um, the reason that this sh- you're saying it's rotten from the inside a little bit because the drama that comes from these shows is the interweaving drama of the friendships of the women on the show mm-hmm. on this particular franchise. What separates it from the rest is the interlocking drama you uh, was initially pretty much all family mm. um, si- brothers, sister, uh, cousins. Um, stuff like that gotcha. and it really it you could tell that it really was real like they really are having issues uh, with each other so unlike reality shows where they bring in people who don't necessarily have a backstory these people not only have a backstory but are related to each They're other related and, and quite generation close. back generational yeah. backstories. Yes. and uh it's you know it, it's sort of it's come back um, to this again because Teresa is out of jail her husband is in jail you know and she is uh, has been spending a lot more time with her brother and his wife who owned uh, the restaurant who own the restaurant although we have not seen this restaurant at all this season don't huh. know what's going on with their pizza weird place, um, with the Gorga's pizza place Gorga that's yeah, the that's name the of la- it well that's their last name oh. Joe Gorga um, Joe Gorga Joe Judice those are the two brothers so, uh, Teresa, um, her mother mm-hmm. and Joe Gorga's mother passed away the Aww. last season. Father's heartbroken, mm-hmm. old man. Teresa is taking care of her father. Feels like her brother is not stepping in enough. Her brother oh. says he's got to work. He's working too much. She, in turn, is blaming his wife, Melissa, um, who she did not like from the beginning. Hmm. Has rekin- has uh, gained a trust of her and and started a relationship with her ever since they started going through their legal trouble. She's leaned more on the family. It's smoothed out for about a season and a half. It has now reared its ugly head because she Teresa is now blaming Melissa for the fact that her brother will not visit their father. She oh. says that it's because of Melissa that my dad isn't be able to see his son enough and he's oh. not over. And it seems like every time Melissa goes out of town, all of a sudden. 
sudden, Joe starts talking to his father a lot more. And so she is blaming her sister-in-law and saying, can't you tell him to do this? Why can't you control your man? Melissa's like, you can't control a person. I can't control a man. Teresa's like, come on. Everybody knows a wife can control her husband. Oh, my God. You know how to do it, right? Is that true? Well, I don't think it's true. It seems to be split down the line. Um, uh, Teresa's uh, closest confidant, Dolores, is on Teresa's side and believes that she has uh, she can that Melissa can do something. Melissa mm. has a has a friend who has is new blood to this franchise. She is I don't remember her name. Haven't retained it yet. It'll probably take another season. Um, but uh, Melissa um, has her friend defending her, going straight up, tits up with Teresa. Ooh, tits up, tits to tits. Um, and you don't want to do that, Melissa. I mean, Teresa is a fucking snake. Oh. She will bite you she's ready to uh, she's venomous a boa, she's venomous she will boa constrictor your head off oh my god and i believe that's what we're leading to right now you should be Teresa is frightening mm. let's not forget she flipped a table at her uh, at at her nephew's christening never back, seen one episode and i know about the table flip table flip is huge in the lore of real housewives it's probably why this franchise is still going on i mean they show the clip of that maybe every episode oh my god it's insane especially this season it's like johnny all- bananas taking the money from sarah rice right it's uh it's it's like that but it's been going on i think even a little longer than that so anyway uh it's heating up a little bit i kind of think that it's been more fun to watch this show than it has in the past Mm. i'm looking forward to watching the rest of the season i'm from new jersey so i'll always these are your people these are these are my people um, and you know, that's basically what's going on with me and my little solo watch. I figured I'd let you guys in, uh, what's, what's happening. I, just to let you guys know, I am watching these main, these mainstream Nick is staying shows. with I'm it. I'm up on this shit. Vanderpump Rules only two episodes in right now. Honestly, we're just, uh, probably trying to wait to see if, if, uh, Jax can, um, uh, maintain his, uh, his, um, his engagement, uh, engagement. Will I, he pull it off? Will he pull it off? Also, I really enjoy that uh, Kristen is now trying to destroy James's life oh. um, by throwing crazy things in his face, bringing up the fact that he's cheating on his current girlfriend, bringing the girl to his current girlfriend. Uh, Kristen is a nutcase and also really fun. Personally, I enjoy watching her on TV. So that's what's going on with me. But Ashley and I has, have also um, have news. We have big news. Ashley, why don't you tell the fine folks what happened uh, this past week? Well, I'm sure you listened to last week's episode, last Monday's episode, where we talked about watching the first episode of a little gym called Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars, season 11. We watched the first ep and we talked about our initial impressions on the show. And then we thought, are we going to keep watching it? And the answer was? Yes, we both said yes. Yeah. And And, then what did did we? we do? We crushed an entire season of that show in about two days. Uh, and we're was, talking hour-long apps, people. Yeah, it was, I mean, we really killed this thing. By the way, before we start talking about what we thought of the actual season, um, I thought it's it's very confusing, the Marriage Boot Camp franchise yeah. on WeTV. This is Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars Season 11. This isn't Marriage Boot Camp Season 11. Marriage Boot Camp as a full franchise is in like season 16. Wow. But this is the 11th season of the reality stars version of it. It's like so confusing. I mean, 
you go to the wiki article to sort of kind of figure out where you are in the world and it's still confusing when it's yeah. laid out there on a page. It's, it's a tangled web. It's weird, but nonetheless. But I, you know what? We did realize after binging this entire season that they seem to film in about a week. So no wonder they're cranking these out. I mean, we're not talking months long productions here, people. Um, so our initial impressions were we liked it. We were on the fence about some of the cast members. And I think we should just go through right now and talk about how we felt about each couple. How does that sound, Nick? Sure. Do you remember what our thoughts were on these couples after only watching an episode or two? I do. And I think I'll talk about them as we get to each couple. Great. So let's start with, we'll start with Aubrey O'Day and Polly D. Mm. Our initial thoughts were Polly D, uh, we were happy he was there. Always. We, we thought maybe he was a little controlling Mm -hmm. and we thought that Aubrey might be a little off her rocker she seemed to have a pretty strong uh, victim narrative throughout the first episode sure but still kind of was like meh they're a couple yeah I kind of understand we could understand now how do you feel after we watch that whole season wowzers Aubrey there's something there's she's got for real issues. Cuckoo bananas. Um, the fact that she had been on this show before tells me that she's that's already kind of you're you're kind of, to me you're like oh you're trying to get back on the show because you you probably your name went up a little bit when you were on this show and now you're back on it so you're trying to and, and that just seems like you shouldn't be allowed to come back on the show because you kind of know how to work the show to your advantage yeah she really tried to in this season and honestly the stuff that i saw from her i don't know what was going on between her and paulie d behind closed doors before this season started but wow is she vengeful she wanted to destroy him basically mm-hmm. on this show she wanted to prove to the world that he's a piece of shit and maybe- desperately trying to turn everyone in the house against him she even says in one episode that there have been times when she wished he was dead yes that was like a big thing she was like i just want to let everybody know that there were times in my life where i wished death upon Polly. and Polly's like what the fuck he like <laughs> immediately started packing his bags yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't invest time in someone who at some point wished me dead. I honestly can't believe Polly D was on this show. I really can't. So they must have filmed this show before they filmed uh, Jersey Shore Family Reunion season yeah. one, part one. They did because because he, they, he I think did we, not. If you're looking back on this now, he did not need to go on this show. Absolutely not. No. Um, but I think it was 2016 is when they filmed it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, go ahead and fact check me. Might be hearts. 17. Might be 17. Well, the truth is, is that it, it aired this fall. So um, the, it was a while ago whenever they filmed it. Yeah. But so Polly D, he's still my, my initial thoughts are the same. He still seems like a little controlling. Yeah. I, I do see maybe some possible gaslighting happening. It's just it's Aubrey is not the person to fuck with because she's not stable enough. Or I don't know. I she this seemed like a toxic couple their two personalities their two ways of dealing with love um seemed really like oil and water but you could tell that there were good times because at some parts in this series they were getting along and you could see that they were working well together and that they had they shared some traits as far as being achievers and um you know focused they they knocked this one like sort of competition thing out of the park where they were going through a maze they worked so well together and uh the doctors were like aubrey don't you think that means you and polly are like good for you like your relationship strong and aubrey's like no we're both just incredibly uh, 
competitive and we're achievers and that works for us together. Yeah, she would not give an inch on this show. She really would. And honestly, I think what's going on here is she's pretty sure that Polly cheated on her while they were dating yeah. and wanted him to admit it on television. Now, I did see on Reddit, because as soon as um, we wrapped this series, I started doing a deep dive on Aubrey and Polly D. And I saw on the J- Jersey Shore Reddit, someone had posted about this when it was airing. And then someone had commented on it. Um, I know for a fact that Polly D was cheating on her. And oh, br- how could he not be? And bringing a, a, a certain girl to a couple of his gigs while they were together. And that a lot of what we are seeing is um, him gaslighting her. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it gaslighting or her? him just lying through his teeth? You yeah. know what I mean? I understand gaslighting is sort of the is a way to describe this, but I don't know if that's any different than any other dog that would just be lying, 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 denying, 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 infidelity. Yeah, but it it was pretty, it is pretty shocking that he's 37 and has never been in a relationship. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, I feel like, you know, some people were talking about that on the Reddit board and saying like, I wouldn't be in one either. You know, it's like he can date and he can go home with any girl he wants. Why would he get in a relationship? That is true, but there's still like the element um, that cannot be denied of like, just basic personal growth that comes from being committed to another person. Absolutely. And I can't wait for that to happen to me because <laughs> what else we got, Ash? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Next up is Mama D and Ernest. The now, real Mama D. The real Mama D. Now, our initial um, reaction to them is that we liked them. We're both big fans immediately of Mama D and of Ernest. And I will say that that opinion held through the entire season. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I started to understand them more and more throughout the season. Season, and uh, Ernest is awesome. Incredible. Lo- love Ernest. Mama D's got a drinking problem. I wish Alcoholic. She would, I wish she would just kind of tone that down a little bit, but she's hurt. She's dealing with a lot of stuff. And really what this has done is made me realize I got to be watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yeah. Purely for Mama D. Mama purely. D is, is pure entertainment and she's young jocks aunt i think she's um, incredible Ernest is incredible i mean these people these two give us a show about them they provided so much um entertainment and and heart and heart to this series yeah they were great they were entertaining there was some drama very open Mm-hmm. Uh, Super you know, open. They were they were talking. They were letting it all hang out. Yeah. Our next couple is Kim Richard and Win. And the Kim way, and Win. Kim and Win. And the way we felt about this, our initial um, our initial impressions are that we were happy to see Kim and that we weren't too crazy about Win. Yeah. And that changed for me big time. Did explain. I just really ended up liking Win. I did too. Yeah. There were moments where Win was just kind of like really got along with Polly D. There's like a one moment where it's like three. AM, they're drunk coming home from the club and they're like bonding yeah. Wynn and Polly D and I'm like this would never happen in any universe yeah but I mean Wynn is probably like 30 years older than Polly <laughs> D I mean he's an old man but yeah. he was really just kind of uh, enjoying the process hanging out with some bros yep you know, and then you start to realize, yeah, Wynn's whole thing is the Peter Pan syndrome. He, he fancies himself uh, a younger man and wants to be with younger women mm-hmm. Uh, he does seem like he really likes Kim, though. I, I felt there was genuine affection there. I will say Kim didn't bring that much to this season. I don't think she wanted to be there. And I no, think Wynn... No, of course not. I think out of the two, Wynn was more entertaining. Yeah, and Wynn had never been on reality TV before, as far as I'm concerned. And Kim is a reality star. Yeah. I mean, she was the star of a very, uh, you know, one of the biggest franchises, the Beverly Hills Housewives. And... 
it is kind of sad to see that she had to do this. I mean, she's she got checked a, she's, out. She's had a lot of legal problems and a lot of uh, substance abuse problems, and uh, she kind of got uh, maybe screwed over on her show that she was on that she mm. didn't want to be on anymore mm. because it was making her look really bad, and she's got problems with her family. I'm not too sure if she's actually talking to wow. um, Kyle Richards, her sister, or a um, big... Suze or whatever the hell, whatever the hell their <laughs> older sister is, Paris and Nikki's mom. Um, Big Suze. They call her Big Something because she's like the oldest one. That's and, a character from Peep Show. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I felt bad that she was on the show. And as this show progressed, I kind of felt even more bad because the, the shit that they're having them do is so, dare I say, beneath Kim. Yeah. I mean, having to like, like do sexual positions in front of people and then answer a trivia question while yeah. she's straddling win and yeah sitting in a tub of ice doing doing uh, calling out somebody's name in an orgasmic way yeah and, and honestly Ooh. she knocked it out of the park with that one i mean yeah. she was really killing it but then she had to reveal stuff about herself you find out that not only have win and kim never they never had never, they never made had love sex. they never made love she hasn't had sex She's said she can't remember the last time she's had sex and yeah. that she's kind of clearly got issues in that. Now, she could have been protecting herself in ways by, you know, not trying because she's very. And that is her right. She's very family oriented with her children, you know, and um, she was closed off a little bit. I just kind of felt embarrassed by her. What was kind of loony about Kim um, in this, because Kim's always been sort of loony, is that she wasn't sleeping. Mm-hmm. She would like it kept her bit her long her season arc was basically the fact that she would kind of get up at two o'clock in the morning and stay up all night and like walk back and forth from the bathroom to the bedroom. Yeah, I think what was going on is that she did not have access to the substances that allow her to sleep. Mm. I think because I because I, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but it was a big storyline, you know, in her like second to last last season on Real Housewives that she was taking prescription medication and kind of it seemed like she was very Xanaxed out. Oh, and I don't know if she's not doing it anymore, court ordered, and this is just how she's living in her life, or she was honestly, she's kicked it and she's just uncomfortable in this weird, uncomfortable spot. Yeah. But she had like a master bedroom with Wynn, a big old bed. It didn't seem like she couldn't get sleep, but yeah. she kept up all night and then it would kind of made her kind of crazy during the day mm-hmm. and, and looked so tired. She was unhinged. She seemed unhinged. So I don't want to make any prop proclamations or uh, accusations about what i don't know but from what it looks like to me she was missing a little something to get her to go to sleep yeah mm, that was too bad but you next know. up kwani kwani and puma kwani and puma fantastic we liked so our initial impression uh, was that we liked both of them a lot and i will say after watching this season we have now decided to watch all of Black Ink, or at least start the first season because of how much we like these two characters. Black Ink crew? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know much about that show. I, I think I watched the first season of it. I kind of just a cursory Google of these two characters kind of came up where this guy was kind of getting beat up and a Puma was getting beat up in a restaurant. Yeah. It was like, 
uh, you know, this might be too. I don't know if I want to see these two characters. In I want to commit to the show, and I want our yeah, blowhards we, to watch season one, and then us talk well, about it. We'll let you over know. Time, we'll over time, we'll let you know. The new year's coming. Who knows what we're gonna? Yeah, be the holidays planning. are gonna but, be busy. Yeah, we have to watch some. We, I, I'd like to watch some of this show. I'm sure we can find it on, um, you know, Hulu or VH1. App the fact or is, is that we walked away from this season really liking both of these people and wanting to see more of them. Yeah, they were great. They were very honest as well. Which brings us to our last couple, mm-hmm. okay? The Bachelorette contestants, Desiree and Chris. And they're trash. Okay, guys, that's the show. <laughs> and boy, they were boring. Well, our first initial, um, our, our first feelings were that they were boring. They weren't bringing much to this. After watching this, I will say that, yes, they are boring. But on top of being boring, Chris is so unlikable. Oh, my God. He's the worst. He was the worst character on this uh, show. He was just not open and then when he was he clearly was kind of lying about stuff. And he was shitty. He was shitty to the judge. Yeah, he was shitty to, yeah, the judge from the from the um, divorce court judge whatever her name is. She would come out and she ripped him a new one a few times yeah, and he, he didn't like it. He was calling her a girl, a girl judge yeah. and she saw it and was like, why are you calling me a girl judge? Like, I'm a grown woman. Yeah, yeah. She, he I, was like, no, no, you took that wrong. You misheard me. You misheard me. She's like, like, no, I didn't. Not at all. You call me a woman. And he was he was just a fuckboy the whole time. He, he was hated not, Chris. unlikable, not doing he clearly shouldn't have signed up for this show. Now I ended up liking Desiree. Yeah, she was opening up a little bit. She's yeah. much more likable than Chris. And she was trying. And I felt I had a lot of sympathy for her because she is looking, you know, she's she's saddled with this guy who is not participating. He's got a bad attitude, and on top of being unlikable, he's bored. Uh, there was this point where um, she was supposed to admit something to him that he would like her to do more. And she said maybe like, I don't know, a little bit of dirty talk in the bedroom. And he was like, nah, you don't like that. He's you like, don't I don't want- believe that. I don't believe you. And the One of the doctors, Dr. Um, v, was like, would you, Desiree, do you want more dirty, dirty talk in the bedroom? And she's like, yeah, I would like that. And he's like, no, no, she wouldn't. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then they were like, she's saying that. And he's like, nah. Yeah. Nah. And right from that point, it was like, I mean, it was happening all through the season, but this is really when all, there was started to be more storylines between the two because like their problems were popping up a little Ooh, bit more. The worst part of this entire season was when they had to do a polygraph test, a lie detecting test. And one couple got to pick the question that the other couple and the other um, partner answered. And he picked a question for her, which was, was I your number one choice? Because apparently on The Bachelor, Lorette, there had been a storyline where she was very much into um, one guy who left the season and she ended up with Chris. And so uh, the fans were always saying, you know, to Chris, he, you were her second choice. You were her second choice. And she holds uh, strong to the idea that like when that first guy left, yes, you were my second choice. But then I got to know you. And after getting to know you, you are my first choice. You are my man. And so he wanted to like clear his name on the Internet. And he was like, this will be a great place. Let's ask her this question. He chose it. She answered answered Chris was my first choice she was not telling the full truth well the polygraph test uh, revealed deception deception, deception. polygraph deception. tests you can read any way you want yeah polygraph tests, his, first off polygraph tests are bullshit yep 
Okay. And second off, this ruined her. And yeah. she was just, she crumpled. And she was just like, why did you do that to me? Why? Why? And he's like, I'm so sorry I picked that question. Then we saw him going to producers and being like, guys, can't you do something? Come on, y'all. Let's smooth this over. Am I right? Yeah. And the guy's like, listen, dude. We can't change the results. You ain't doing shit for us. This is yeah. how it's going to work. Sorry. And yeah. they even showed that, which I enjoyed that they showed that Me too. Meeting. But it's kind of like they're going to make a storyline for you, Chris, no they matter how. To much you fight it on his little uh what what are they called corsage or whatever he, yeah. he had like there was a number two there and yeah. he's like i don't know what this means yeah don't know what that means yeah the corsages in the beginning were sort of like what their main issue was and his was number two and he was like i don't know what yeah. this is he's like i guess i feel number two because of the kid because we the, had a kid yeah it was just like they were trying to hide this as a storyline the entire season and through hell and high water, those producers and editors got this out of them yeah. towards the last half of the season. And it honestly made me feel really great. Yeah. And good on them, you know, for providing us something to talk about. Mm, it's great. I don't know. I guess we'll try to figure out. Maybe we'll watch another season of this. Uh, who knows? There's a lot of reality out there. And I'd we, rather start with Black Ink Crew. Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. We, gotta, we have to choose something, you know. Yeah. Um, folks, that was the show today. Thank you so much for listening. What I'd love for you to do Scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app. Rate us five stars. Say a little something nice. That would be very, very kind. Uh, think of it as your gift to us over this holiday season. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to email us, give us any recommendations of stuff to watch, uh, want us to answer any of your questions, your queries, your concerns, you can find us realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to uh, follow us on Twitter, well, find us there. You can also DM us questions or just ask us questions straight out at Reality Blows Pod. If you'd like to follow Ashley on Twitter, you can find her at Ashley B. Roberts. You can find Ashley on Instagram at Ashley underscore Brooke underscore Roberts. Great job. You can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. And as always... May there only be one true Mama D. And Polly D, we still love you. You nailed it, Ash. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.